0: Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatry Podcast. I'm Courtney Snyder, a physician and an adult and child holistic psychiatrist. In today's episode, I'll be addressing the topic of open-heartedness. Rather than the old cliched messages of Valentine's Day, I thought I'd invite those listening to join me in setting an intention of open-heartedness and perhaps making this Valentine's Day, or really any day, more meaningful. I'll talk about what open-heartedness is, who we might open our hearts to, how we might do that, and what the many benefits are that come with sharing how we feel about someone. So what is open-heartedness? I would describe it as the feeling we get when we share part of ourselves in the form of sincere gratitude to someone or an apology when we realize we've hurt someone's feelings, or an expression of understanding of what someone is going through. When we are open hearted, we are our highest selves and we feel that sense in our mind and in our body. And it feels good on the receiving end as well, obviously. Being open hearted creates a resonance between two people. You might even say that when we are open hearted, we are giving love to another person. So I'd like to start with a question. Do you know anyone who easily and unabashedly tells others how they feel about them? They say what's in their heart, they express their gratitude generously, and are quick to apologize when appropriate. They really want to understand the experience of others. Those are the open-hearted This podcast raises the question about how we can become those people and why we should want to. So who might we open our hearts to? Uh, Really, I would say anyone, but I think it's especially powerful when we follow our instinct, when we pay attention to the feeling that something needs to be communicated, that we won't feel completely settled until we do. It could be someone from our past, a teacher or a friend, for example, or someone in our life right now. Maybe someone we work with or in our family or in our neighborhood. So how exactly do we open our hearts? The first and probably most common way to go about this would be to express our gratitude. Who in our past or present has impacted our lives in such significant ways that we want to let them know that, who said something or did something, or who, just by being themselves, inspired us to be more ourselves. We can write them a letter, we can send them an email, we can call them up on the phone and tell them how they impacted us or how they made us feel. Another way we might open our heart to someone is through apologizing. And I'm not talking about apologizing for all the little things things that we aren't responsible for, things that are trivial. Some of us are prone to apologizing reflexively throughout the day, and this can be problematic. Instead, I'm talking about a sincere apology for something that we're responsible for that has caused harm or hurt to another person. Now, this one, this way of opening our heart can certainly be scarier, but with greater risk comes even greater rewards. We can put our pride aside and even knowing that we may not get the response we hope for, still approach someone with humility and tell them that we're sorry, what we're sorry for, and even express an understanding of how what we did may have impacted them. Thirdly, I would say we can open our hearts by really trying to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Most of us have known loss, illness, hurt, or pain, and we can stop and imagine what someone else is feeling when they're going through a difficult time. We can approach them and offer support in a way that conveys that we understand. Similarly, when we consider someone with very different views from ours, be it political or whatever, we can try to understand how they may have developed their own perspective. This attempt at understanding will break down barriers, and all open-hearted acts break down barriers. Still, to be open-hearted is to be vulnerable. It's why I like the term open-hearted as opposed to whole-hearted, which is a term used by uh, Brene Brown, whose work I really appreciate. But open conveys that we're not hiding Open conveys a bit of exposure, and with exposure comes vulnerability, and with vulnerability comes connection. Being open hearted requires courage, especially if we haven't had role models for this way of being, or if we weren't on the receiving end of open heartedness as a child. If someone in your life has clearly shown that because of their own woundedness, they can't easily receive what our heart has to share, then we may need to consider if this is a good idea. I think we can trust that we know who those people are that will appreciate our sharing, who it will foster connection with, and who it won't. But that feeling of resistance with someone that may be especially difficult in our lives is not the same as feeling vulnerable when right after we have the instinct to open our heart in amazing ways that our brain immediately starts to shut this idea down it's as if the right hemisphere of the brain is saying do this and you'll be so glad you did and the left hemisphere of the brain is saying wait stop What will they think? What if they think I'm silly or too serious or too sincere or overdoing it? If you happen to be left brain, meaning perfectionistic, driven, competitive, very goal-oriented, or even what I would describe as under-methylated from a brain health standpoint, you may not see good reason for opening your heart in a generous way that I'm describing. It may not easily align with even the idea of checking off boxes of things that you need to do or that really matter or that will move you forward. And legitimately, you may wonder why even bother. So for those left-brain types listening, and I will tell you my natural inclination and wiring is very left-brain oriented, I'll explain to you why you might consider bothering to become more open-hearted. I'd like to give a couple of examples, including a couple of my own. Um, this first one is a lovely one that someone shared with me over Facebook in response to the question, when did you last open your heart? And they said, when I emailed an old boss who was now retired to tell her how much she influenced the trajectory of my career and how much I appreciated her for that. So that's exactly what I mean. She didn't have to do that. I suspect she had the urge to do it. She did it and was glad that she did. Separately, her boss was probably happy to know that she or he had impacted this person's life in such a significant way. Now, I do think it gets easier as we get older. The other way, however, that it gets easier is when we're just doing it regularly, I will give the example of when I was applying for my psychiatry residency, I had to ask three of my attending physicians during medical school to write letters of recommendation. And so I asked those who I'd worked with closely and who impacted my professional development. These were people who, my knowing them, really changed me. And writing them thank you notes not only for the letters after they had written them, but for the specific ways that they had inspired me and taught me was something I still remember the feeling it gave me 30 years later. It made me focus on my gratitude and really be mindful and present and remembering what had been a very positive experience with each of them. And not the least, it was giving me an an opportunity to give them something it was really great as a student when we can give something to our teacher something of value like reminding them that what they do every day and who they are is impacting the lives of others there is extensive research that goes into all the benefits of expressing gratitude better physical and mental health which is important for many of you listening who are going through a healing process, but also important if you're simply wanting to thrive. Grateful people have been shown to be more agreeable, more open. They worry less and have less depression, and obviously many of the things that I talk about here, I believe that there's other factors at play beyond gratitude when it comes to depression and anxiety. There's also more life satisfaction. There's less physiologic markers for stress, including a reduction in stress hormones, such as cortisol after an intervention, and an intervention would be having someone do something like expressing gratitude, and I'll give an example of that type of research. There's also increased coherence of heart rate variability patterns, another marker for reduced stress, and this suggests that such activities can be impacting the parasympathetic aspect of the autonomic nervous system. Expressing our gratitude also builds our confidence and self-esteem. Again, we're bringing forth our higher self. The more we do this, the more that part of us becomes how we engage with others and with the world. So an example of how... Gratitude, as I'm describing, can make one happier. Is a study from 2005 Seligman, Steen, and Peterson, who gave participants one week to write a letter and deliver a letter of thanks in person to someone who had been especially kind to them, but who had never been properly thanked. The gratitude visit involved three basic steps. First, to think of someone who has done something important and wonderful for you, yet who you feel you have not properly thanked. Next, reflect on the benefits you received from this person and write a letter expressing your gratitude for all they have done for you. Finally, arrange to deliver the letter personally and spend time with this person talking about what you wrote. The results of this study showed that participants who engaged in the letter-writing exercise reported more happiness for one month after the intervention compared to a control group. So expressing gratitude not only helps us appreciate what we've received in life, but it also allows us to feel that we have something to give back. Now, I would say if you have the opportunity to deliver such a letter, that can be wonderful, But if that's not possible or impractical or it's enough to keep you from writing the letter, then I would certainly suggest to, at the very least, write the letter. So aside from the benefits to us individually, obviously writing such a letter or opening our heart creates connection to others. And remember that we're here to connect. We're wired for attachment, even if that wiring got a little shaky in our early life. So those who express gratitude have deeper relationships, are more willing to forgive, are less self-focused or narcissistic, and they're better at starting relationships, maintaining relationships, and having more satisfaction in relationships. Overall, they just tend to experience a more satisfying life. And I would add that any time we're exercising that right hemisphere, we're helping our brain, we're helping our neurophysiology. Our world is very left-brain dominant at this point, and for our brain health and our overall health, we really need to be using both sides of our brain. If you want to read any more about that specific topic... Uh, I do have, or listen to a podcast, I have one on how we can access the right brain, giving other examples as well. So I hope that when you're in doubt, you remember, open your heart again, which will always access that right hemisphere. And that's where we get that feel good feeling. No one really wants our perfectionism No one wants all the things we do to get validation. What people want is to hear what is in our heart. Don't let it just sit there. If you do decide to open your heart to someone and you think of it, let me know how it goes. If you know someone you think can benefit from this topic, please share and help me spread some open-heartedness into the world. You're spreading the love, so to speak, when you like, share, or comment on my Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube account. Ways to subscribe can be found at CourtneySnyderMD.com. I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. And until we connect on my next podcast or on another social media site, take care.